Hello everyone and welcome to 2021 with episode 72 of 10 Minute Country with me, James Dakin. Um, we're going to look at the year 2021 today, what's coming down the line, the predictions, the analysis, the trends and uh, and delve into really what lies ahead for us country fans um, in this year. I wrote an article on Lyric Magazine, that's uh, lyricmagazine.co.uk, in the first week of January um, about my thoughts, my feelings, my predictions for 2021, and it got a lovely uh, response. And um, I'm just going to expand on that article. So if you've read the if you've read the article, you know what themes are coming um, in this podcast. But I'm just going to expand on some of my thoughts and um, go a bit deeper uh, in in this podcast. So the first thing we need to get out from the start is that. The pandemic isn't going anywhere soon this year. Um, yeah, the vaccine's rolling out, but I mean, in England, in America, Jesus, in Europe, they're even worse. The vaccine is uh, is slow. The, the infrastructure isn't there. You know, uh, the, an army commander fronted up to the nation with um, our fearless leader, Boris Johnson, in a press conference yesterday or the day before. It all merges into one these days. Uh, and said that setting up a vaccine rollout like they're trying to do is the equivalent of setting up a nationwide supermarket chain in a week. So this vaccine is going to get to us at some point, but I don't think it's going to get to us anytime soon. I'm not convinced there are going to be any live shows before September. I think America might get away with it quicker than the UK and Europe because we're actually regulating uh, and restricting over here. So our freedoms are curtailed, whereas in America, unless Biden takes a very uh, proactive stance, which I wouldn't be surprised if he did, I don't think they're going to have any restrictions. So I think you might see shows returning in America quicker than you will in the UK and Europe. But it means that musicians are going to be denied you know, work and uh, going to be prevented from doing what they do best till at least maybe September this year. So I do think that a lot of American artists are going to need to stay online. I do think we're going to have to continue doing um, live streams, pre-recorded shows, Zoom calls, um, you know, and, and country fans from the feedback that I've been getting, country fans have sort of divided on this. There's a core group of people that seem to not want to engage in in music on Facebook and and YouTube and are just going to sit and cross their arms and wait it out. And, you know, I am mildly irritated at these people that think that they cannot engage with the musicians that they love for what will essentially have been 18 months and still expect the musicians at the end of it to pop back up again like a jack-in-a-box and go, right, here we go, it can all start again. You know, hopefully, if you're listening to this, you are a proactive fan. You have been engaged 
with the, the musicians that you love. You've been buying merchandise. You've been paying for the odd thing here and there. I know it's different with your Luke Bryans and your Blake Sheltons and your Florida Georgia Lines and stuff because, you know, that they've earned enough money over the course of their career to hunker down and basically see the pandemic as nothing but an extended holiday. But for independent artists and for, you know, one album, two album level artists, they aren't being paid a lot by the record companies. This is not, you know, they're not sitting at home thinking, well, we'll just wait this out and the money will come rolling in. So, you know, we do need to keep engaging with musicians as much as we can and as much as our own financial circumstances will allow. Because if we don't, I can see a whole generation of musicians having to look for alternate sources of income and drifting away from the business. And the extension of that and the fact that I don't think there'll be any tours until September at the earliest is that when tours do start up again, there ain't no one coming here. You know, we aren't going to see a lot of A-list, B-list, even C-list country stars coming over from Nashville this year. You know, it does not make financial sense. People like Thomas Rhett, people like Old Dominion have been very honest and vocal in the past about how the UK leg of their tour is a loss leader. You know, Old Dominion toured over here at a loss a number of times, and you can offset that loss against your American market, obviously. Um, But they will want to get out on tour in America as soon as possible. And, you know, I do think by September, if you're lucky enough to get out to Nashville, you will be seeing four, five, six shows a week um, in Bridgestone and in the venues around Music City that that are just coming through one after the other um, bullet style because everybody's going to go out on tour and nobody's going to cast their eyes to Europe or the UK this year, I don't think. I think we will struggle to see many of our favourite Nashville artists over this year. Lee Bryce's tour is still on the books for June. I'm hoping that um, will go ahead. Um, I think off the top of my head, Midland have got like the fifth iteration of their tour, probably still on the cards. But I don't think we can expect to see many Nashville um, artists over here this year. Uh, Our best, our best, best option is probably a festival rather than tours. And speaking of festivals, let's address the elephant in the room. There ain't going to be a C2C festival this year. March is just too soon. Sorry to bring some harsh reality to everyone still sitting on a ticket for C2C, but it's not going to happen this year. They haven't admitted uh, or cancelled yet, and I'm sure that's due to insurance reasons in that I'm sure they're waiting uh, for government restrictions to tell them that they can't 
uh, hold the festival to it rather than appearing to cancel the festival uh, of their own volition up front just yet. But C2C is not going to happen this year. <sighs> Buckle and Boots in May, they have, I don't think would happen. The closest, the closest I think we might get to being able to do something uh, is the former Dixie Fields Festival, now called Tennessee Fields, which is the 9th and 10th of July. Maybe, maybe. the be Your best bet is the British Country Music Festival in Blackpool on the first week of September, and then I do think the Long Road Festival the weekend after on the 11th of September could go ahead if we are lucky. Um... I know Brandy Clark, Sonny Sweeney, Sarah Darling are all on the bill for that so far. I wonder if they'll struggle to get um, major rec label recording artists because of that September date coming slap bang in the middle of when everybody else will be on tour. I don't know, but I've got my fingers crossed that the Long Road Festival is our best chance of seeing some um, American country and Americana music this year. CMA Fest in June is an intriguing one, isn't it? I was due to go out last year, gutted I couldn't go. Um, will that go ahead? If it was in England, I would say no. But, you know, as previously stated, there, there's not the same restrictions in America. Um, it depends on whether the artists are comfortable playing. I'm sure the thousands of people, Americans seem a lot less bothered by COVID than we are. I'm sure Broadway... The streets around it will be packed with revellers who don't think twice about COVID at that point. But not sure CMA Fest can go ahead in its current incarnation. I don't know. It's fascinating. That one is a real fascinating um, position. So let's have a look at some of the trends in country music that we um, can identify this year. I think Boyfriend Country is on its way out. That sort of saccharine, sweet, mushy, limp offshoot of mainstream chart radio country is done, I think. You know, I could see it coming at the end of last year. Parker McCollum getting to number one with Pretty Heart and his Texan sound was a good indicator. Uh, Russell Dickerson's second album, Southern Symphony, was a good indicator because he, alongside people like Dan and Shay, was slap bang in the middle of the, f the first wave, the initial wave of Boyfriend Country. And he has rocked up his sound. He's brought in guitars, he's brought in fiddles. And when, when artists like Russell Dickinson are changing, you can tell that they're sensing a, a shift is happening as well. I think Morgan Wallen's Dangerous album released today as I'm recording this will be a huge album and a huge influence alongside artists like uh, Luke Holmes and, and Michael Hardy this year. And I think that we might, we might be seeing uh, the end of Boyfriend Country. And all I can say is thank God for that. Let's bring some guitars and steels and fiddles back into mainstream country music. Another trend I can see this year is that women are going to continue to make the best country music. When you look at the best of lists of 2020 and you see albums by Ashley McBride, Carly Pierce, 
Brandy Clark, Tennille Towns, Kaylee Hammock, Cam, Ingrid Angus, Andres, Lindsay L, Mickey Guyton. They are the people that are breaking the boundaries now, women, and they aren't following any trends. They're not following any rule books. I think they are creatively on fire right now. Whether that transfers to getting on tour bills, whether that transfers to radio play, I don't know. But it's obviously creatively really, really important that women continue to have a good 2021. I loved albums by all those artists in 2020. And uh, I can't wait to hear a lot of them. I think will have new music out again by the end of this year. Let's just hope they can get on the tours and let's just hope that that sort of generic male boyfriend country sound gives way on the charts to some of the music that these very, very talented female musicians are making. Um, some big some big news in 2021 might be the breaking up of Florida Georgia Line. There was lots of rumours flying around over Christmas about um, Tyler and Brian falling out about the American election. Um, there's a lot of rumours that there's new music on the way that have been confirmed in the last week. So, um, you know, there's a duet on the way with uh, Tim McGraw and Tyler Hubbard, and I know Brian Kelly's got music coming out as well. So Florida Georgia Line have a new album, um, Life Rolls On, out on February the 12th, which could be their swan song, or it could just be, you know, a a brief goodbye and a hiatus while they both pursue different interests. I mean, it's natural. You have you know, it. look at Brooks and Dunn, look at Sugarland. You know, at some point, I do believe duos find that they've taken their sound as much as far as they possibly can and want to explore different avenues and they eventually come back around together but I do think you know we'll have a big final hurrah from Florida Georgia line for a couple of years this year uh rumors still persist about an Eric Church triple album he's released I think it's six or seven songs up front now um and let's just hope he drops that quite soon 2021 definitely does need a new Eric Church album. Um, Carrie Underwood has announced her next album will be a gospel album. So that's a Christmas album followed by a gospel album as, as Carrie, I think, tries to widen her fan base beyond Nashville in interesting ways without fully sort of courting the pop audience. And there is a lot of music coming down the line. You know, I, I, when you consider that... A lot of artists spent 2020 at home in their recording studios. I think you can safely say that there are going to be a lot of songs, a lot of EPs and a lot of albums released this year. Um, I hope Morgan Wallen's 30-track Dangerous album is a, is sets a precedent, actually, and we start to move away from this idea that we'll just release songs once a month or we'll stick out an EP here and there because 
it's just got too overwhelming. You know, there isn't a Friday that goes by without 15 or 20 or 25 songs being just lumped onto Spotify by record labels and nothing sticks. You know, there are so many good songs being tossed out there in the hope that something grabs radio's attentions or fan attentions. I rather admire what Big Loud have done with Morgan Wallen's Dangerous album. Just put 30 songs out there and basically said, you find your own way through it. You know, you don't have to listen to all those 30 songs. I've cut about 10 of them off my Spotify playlist, rearranged the order and made what I consider to be an absolutely cracking album. I'm not going to stress or lose sleep about the 10 songs that I cut. but And that's going to be my version of Morgan Wallen going forward. I would rather have that than Morgan Wallen releases two songs a month to spot, you know, for the next year. So... I do think there's going to be a lot of music coming down the line. I do wonder whether we're finally going to move away from just throwing shit at a wall every Friday and seeing what sticks. I'd love to go back to a more traditional um, way of releasing music or even the big loud way of releasing music and just put a whole ton out there and say to people, you pick a mix, take your choice. I'm particularly looking forward to Devin Dawson's EP, which is coming out next week. Um, Willie Jones and Tebe are releasing albums this month. I rather enjoyed both of those last year. Kit Moore's Deluxe Wild World is out in February. Um, You can expect, obviously, the Eric Church album. I think Dan and Shay will release an album this year. Thomas Rhett. Aldine's working on new music. Chris Young will release an album this year, but whether it will be any good or not is anyone's guess because the songs that he's releasing up front, I don't think are that good. Chris Young has lost his way. Let's be honest. Let's put something out there as the podcast draws to an end. Chris Young has lost his way, and I don't know whether it's the record company who are trying to make him a a square peg fit into a round hole, but they should just let him go back to making damn fine traditional commercial country music. They're pushing him into unusual poppy ways. And I think there's a danger that Chris Young is going to lose that special flair that made us fall in love with him in the first place. Mitchell Tempenny, I think, will have an album out this year. I think Mickey Guyton will turn Bridges into a full album. Carly Pierce is working on CP3 right now. And, oh, my God, that is going to be a phenomenal release, judging by what's coming out on her social media feeds. Uh, Justin Moore, Joe Nichols, Sonny Sweeney, who we're working with at Destination Country, uh, to produce a Facebook show for January the 31st, I believe, right now. And loads more people will have albums out this year. It is going to be a superb year for music. You might not be able to go and see it live for a while, but there's going to be enough recorded music coming down the line that should keep us happy enough. And please stay in touch with uh, with us at uh, lyricmagazine.co.uk and at destination-country.com. We're, we're having online shows every Sunday for a number of weeks. We're hosting Zoom calls with artists, and we're doing our best. We're doing our level best to try and keep that link between the artists that you love and, and the fans 
still alive in these times of pandemic. We're trying to bring you, you know, as much live music, you know, as we can, and uh, and we'd love you to hang out with us and uh, and to be around. So thanks for listening today to what's been twenty minute country with me, James Daking. <laughs>